Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. We're really happy you're here today. I'm Leon Dolan. I'm a writer and producer. I live in Pasadena, California, and I have been reading my head off for our best beach bag book summer list. So don't worry. Don't worry, readers. We're going to have you covered in a couple of weeks. We're going to announce what those picks are. Liz, how are you doing today? Yeah, Leah and I have been listening my head off because you know I love the audiobook. So I'm going to be recommending a series of audiobook memoirs by women. And I've listened to some really good books that you're going to love. But otherwise, here I am, uh, here in my second bedroom in Santa Monica, California. You know, I'm a marketer. And today I have one of those, just a very short story about a piece of marketing that really felt me feel seen sisters like like this you know you know how sometimes you resent being marketed to and other times it feels fantastic well this is one of the feels fantastic moments coming up later in the show all right well, i can't wait uh, this is julie dolan i'm the oldest sister i'm in dallas texas in my closet uh, i just loved it right before we went on the air that we've been doing this for about 20 some odd years but leon said we're recording okay pay attention. okay okay because i wasn't paying attention at all i'm, I'm wide awake leon i'm all in i'm ready to go i whip my pony okay there you go all right today on the show it's just us but we have a lot to cover uh first of all we have a tech talk for you all uh, mm -hmm. we've had a bunch of questions in the facebook group and direct messages and email and me messaging us you managed to find us with your tech issues and we try to um we try to sort them out as best we can we don't run the internet but liz is pretty <laughs> close she i think she feels like she's mastered it so i know people who do i know people who do <laughs> right. Uh, also today, we're just going to talk about getting back to society. Julie's brought us mm -hmm. a couple of questions. We're roundtabling it on uh, what do we think is going to stay the same and what do we think is going to change now that people are entering real life again. Jewel, looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there are some great entertaining sisters recommendations we have. As Liz mentioned, she found a piece of marketing <laughs> loved. I enjoy being marketed to as well, Liz. I like it. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I have no problems. And then I'm asking the big question, to caftan or not to caftan? This summer. Oh. Uh, so that's that's what we're well. going to cover today. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can we start? You know, this it's it's out there. You know, we're wearing masks. We're not wearing masks. We don't have to wear masks. You know, there's all kinds of different things happening all over the country, right? right. Here in Texas, you know, uh, as, a, as an example, uh, I went to my grocery store this weekend, Central Market. I love it. And many people were wearing masks. Many people were not wearing masks. But mm -hmm. can I say, sisters, to the group of people that are wearing the masks with their nose exposed or down <laughs> around their chin, 
your job is done. Okay, <laughs> it's over. You can stop doing that. Can we all agree on that? Right. All right. That group. Okay, their work is done. Uh huh. <laughs> yes, agreed, Please. Julie. That's good. It? What is the thing? I feel like they're funneling the air in a different way. That's particularly unhealthy. <laughs> so they just have to stop now. That's yeah, my okay. thing. All right. Well, I have a brief hashtag little victories update. You know, since I broke my leg at the beginning of the year, I've been keeping people kind of updated with my comeback. There's a, there's a comeback uh, that's happening. Hashtag little victories. And uh, the little victory this past weekend was a triumphant return to the little dog area at the Santa Monica dog park. Oh, oh yeah. Liz. Oh yeah. That's exciting. How, okay. How did, okay. How did you do that? Cause that involves quite a few skills, Julie. Thank you for asking because it involves, you know, getting in the elevator down to, into my garage. Yeah. It involves getting into my car. Yeah. Uh, it involves getting there, getting out of the car, but most of all, it involves a dog, right? Yeah. Having, having Hooper on a leash. So now I'm going to share with you the worst piece of unsolicited advice I've gotten during the current unpleasantness. Mm, okay. And you've gotten a lot of bad advice from people. So much, so much, <laughs> and you know. Like and you don't really like advice to begin with. Like, right. I do not, I do not enjoy advice. No. Good or bad. You don't really, you, know, you don't care about it. You don't really care for it. I, you know, if I ask you for advice, I would like to hear your opinion. If I say to you, what do you think? By all means, tell me. But the unsolicited variety, not really. Anyway, uh, because I've been trying to like get myself into the dog walking, but not really able to do that yet because of the crutches. Uh, the worst piece of unsolicited advice I got at the end of last week from, I'll just say a dog professional. Uh, is that maybe what I should do um, is just tie the leash to my crutch, and oh. that 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 would be oh. wow. that would be a good way to walk the dog. Well, so, obviously not a health professional. <laughs> right? Well, okay. So Julie, so I thank you for mentioning. So I got a second opinion. So a dog professional has one point of view, but you know, I have an occupational therapist, you know, a, a OT student who comes in every weekend and helps me with things. Her name is Sage. I have thanked Sage before. She's been hugely helpful to me. So Sage came on Saturday and we were discussing the dog park trip. I was like, okay, I got this piece of advice that maybe I could walk my own dog as long as I just tied him to my crutch. She's like, oh my God, please promise you will never do that. Please just don't ever do that. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like a terrible idea. <laughs> that is not, you know, uh, yeah, that's all you need is your dog running away with your crutch. That's anyway. So um, anyway, so that's why I need a partner slash OT semi-professional to go with me to the dog park. So it was Sage and Hooper and me. We went I could do all my parts of it, get into the car, get out of the car, drive the car. We got to the dog park. Then walking into the dog park, there are a lot of different surfaces there. That's what right. Ooh, o yeah. OT is all about just making sure you're handling the sidewalk and the grass and the sand and the this and the that. So I uh, did all of that, got into the little dog area. Then we could let Hooper uh, off the leash. And there are a lot of fences in there. So then I just went and did all of my exercises under supervision right there in the little dog area. I'm sure people thought I was like, what is happening over there? Why is someone coming here for their workout? You know, I know it looked unusual, but, but I don't care anymore. And um, so while, while, while Hooper ran around, 
Uh, I did my exercises with stage supervising. It was, it was a big success for everyone involved. That's then, quite a picture, I have to say. <laughs> did, did, uh, did you attract any other little dogs over to your exercise area, Liz? Were any of them curious? I, 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 think, I think Hooper was a little bit confused. Like, well, normally I just run around here and you just sit down, but what are you doing? He kept coming back to check on me. I will say that. Oh, like, nice. he wasn't sure what was happening. Anyway, I'm just going to say a good time was had by all. It was okay. very successful. And so that is my hashtag little victories this week, which like a key part of the fact that it was a little victory was ignoring the unsolicited advice. So I'll just leave it there. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I, I'm, all, I'm open to opinions on this uh, okay. because I feel like the universe is sending me signs and the signs are Leanne buy a caftan this summer, you know? Oh, <laughs> because, well, well, like who is so I, signs? How, right. how, how is this happening? I, I understand uh, psychic signs come in threes. So, and, and they all came from media. So first I watched the Halston show oh, yeah. on netflix right and a lot of lot of caftans there now the caftan if you're not familiar with it is is sort of a loose and dramatic v-neck dress it's usually in a silky fabric mm -hmm. occasionally there's kind of an ampere waist situation happening oh, okay. but it's undefined you have kind of big butterfly arms mm -hmm. and you know think like extravagant uh entertainers in the hamptons or something mm -hmm. like that right yeah. that's when you usually see them um so halston i don't know if he invented them or if he made them very chic or if he made them high fashion but in that ooh, halston and his cat yeah okay then I watched the HBO Max show Hacks, which I'm going to talk about later. But that involves caftans, a lot oh. of caftans, which look spectacular. And then I just finished uh, The Gunkle by Stephen Rowley. It's coming out today, and Stephen's going to be on our Father's Day show in a couple of weeks. So that's The Gunkle is the gay uncle who lives in Palm Springs. He also enjoys caftans. Uh -huh. So there are a lot of caftans in that book. So I was like, I, I found myself on Sunday Googling caftans for short people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, this okay. is my problem. Yeah. I am not tall. And yeah. caftans, when you see the models, and you yeah. know how they have to do that now? Like, as if it's supposed to make you feel better, you get the height and the weight of the models. Like, yeah. oh, the model is wearing size double zero, and she's 100 feet tall. And you're like, oh, okay, right. Okay, I'm okay. supposed to extrapolate what my size might be from that. So there are caftans on the market for short people. I'm just concerned. I'm going to look really like I'm wearing a tablecloth or where, it's going to seem over the top. It's going to seem over the top yeah. on a Tuesday in Pasadena. Where you're going to wear this out and about, or is this no, just for your backyard? I just want to wear it in the backyard. You know, it's hot here in the summer and yeah, I yeah. do like to put on, I have embraced the house dress. So I have a couple of like <laughs> yeah. simple house dresses that I can wear. Um, yeah. I like loose clothing in the summer, but the caftan, it looks fairly elegant, but would yeah. it, would it look elegant on a yeah. shorter, yeah. short, rounder person? Would it? But a, what do why think? don't you start with a poncho? Because that's <laughs> kind of like a starter piece. See? That's a little warm in the summer. <laughs> and no, I love ponchos. I, mean, I know you do. I mean, yeah. you can do that. Yeah. 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 Liz, yeah. what do you think? I Captain think no the cap. I think the caftan is in many ways the perfect post-pandemic outfit. Okay, because it's going to obviously hide any pandemic weight gain. Uh, yes. so that's good. You're not used to wearing 
fitted clothes for the past 15 months. So the looseness is good. And yet they can be super colorful and fun. So I'm for it. Now, yeah, the height thing, uh, that's an issue. But, you know, if, if anyone is out there making them for short people... I, Leanne, I think in your backyard, it would look delightful. In yes, your garden, I, it would. I would, yes, I, th- I think colors. you should try it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is, see, Liz, this is some positive advice. I appreciate this. <laughs> but you asked for it. You asked yes. for it. It's, I'm not calling you out of the blue saying, Leanne, I think you should get a caftan. Right. <laughs> and, and so, you know, but just in the backyard or driving around town in the caftan? I mean, well, I don't know. I don't know if you get some sort of confidence. Once you start wearing it in the backyard, you, you get caftan then, then confidence. You put, put some jewelry on and, and go, you know. And a strappy sandal. And the next thing you know, you're, yeah. you're wandering yeah. around town. Yeah. So you're pushing your shopping cart and Safeway. In your <laughs> and, then, and then the next step, I guess, is a turban. turban. I, I don't know. Turban. Yes. 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 <laughs> okay. That I want to see. That I totally want to see. <laughs> well, it's it, if that happens, it all started here. So, all right, I am going to uh, I, I'm going to investigate this more seriously. Yeah, then. I, okay. I, yeah. I appreciate right. getting the thumbs up. I yeah, I think you know, up. I think you defined it, Leanne. Caftan confidence. I, yeah, I, I think you can. You just got to build that up in yourself. I mean, Leanne, what are you waiting for? Which is my motto for 2021. I mean, what are you waiting for? Right. right. I mean, right. Exactly, Julie. Exactly. Yes. That's true. If there, was, if there was ever a moment, it would be now. Yeah. <laughs> moment is now. Thank you. People will understand if they see you in the caftan and they don't agree with your decision to wear a caftan, they'll just be like, oh, we had a hard pandemic. You know, also, Leanne, when you watch Halston, so I've now seen, I think, half the episodes, they look very easy to make. You know, he just lays that fabric on the floor and then cuts, snips a little here, snips a little there. You might want to try making your own. Don't encourage Leanne to make her own. I I think find a petite caftan, you know, something that's scaled for your height, Leanne. That will be good. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. And I looked at like the, ex- the, the expensive versus the super cheap. And I feel like it needs some tailoring. So I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like mm-hmm. the super cheap ones are not going to be good mm-hmm. on me because mm-hmm. I could just test one out at like twenty four ninety nine, but that seems <laughs> doomed to fail. So, <laughs> so all right. I might I'll- catch fire too. Some of those- <laughs> Some of those, some of those cheap fabrics yes. are really flammable. It's a good you know? point. Yeah. Oh, what I like is that it does feel like you've done a lot of thinking about that. <laughs> <I> really, <yeah. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, um, all right. Liam promoted at the top that we were going to do a little bit of a tech talk today. And this is mainly like answering some of your questions that are coming in to the various like satellite sisters ways of communicating with us there have been a few issues and also we'd like to encourage you to try a few new things uh so the first is um several of you have asked about like what's up with stitcher you know and we have been on stitcher forever sisters remember like back in the day there were hardly any 
podcast apps and Stitcher right. Stitcher was one of the first and they were so nice to us. Remember? Yes. They, we, we were nominated for awards. We went yes. to the Stitcher Awards in San Francisco. <laughs> we met the whole Stitcher team. Yeah. Yeah. We lost, that, of course. We lost to all those male comedians saying terrible <laughs> things, but that's okay. But it was the very early days of podcasting and Stitcher was there for us. So there are probably quite a few of you that first found us on Stitcher. So there have been a few technical issues on their end lately where occasionally the show pops up a little bit late. Like we, you know, we post at midday on Tuesday, but you're not getting it till Wednesday or sometimes even the following week. I just want you to know we've gone right to the top at Stitcher and uh, they're on it. They, this is an issue that other shows have had too. So they're working on it. The other thing that people have had an issue with is that sometimes you're being told that you have to pay for it that it's not free anymore. That is not true. That's a technical thing on their end. So it is free on Stitcher, always free, still is free. But Stitcher Premium, if you want to buy the ad-free version, you can do that. But you don't have to do that. You know, we're still there for you on Stitcher and we would like to support that. However, there are like a million other podcast apps too. So if you're really struggling with it, you know, you should try out some of the others like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Overcast. So now I want to talk about the issue of show notes, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So yes. the, here's a very common question we get. Where is the Faro salad recipe? That, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's... Right. And when... And almost always, the answer to the question is in the show notes. But I realized people don't really know where to find the show notes, right? Don't you think that's the problem? I mean, yes. they're just like, yeah. so I want to- or, the, or what show notes really mean. Yes, That those exactly. are attached to the show episode, exactly. not standalone. Yes. This is it. I want to explain the concept of show notes. So it means if you listen to the show in Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Overcast, always right there attached to the recording are, sometimes they call them episode notes. Sometimes it just says, more and you click on that but anything that where we say there's going to be a link in the show notes or we'll you know we'll make sure this is in the show notes you just find on whatever app you use you just click on the more information or episode details details uh, like yes. on apple i'm looking now where yeah. it's under details and yeah. all your links are there everything all the hard work you've done lately. Yes, yep. that's right. It's about recognizing my hard work. I do this every week, people, for you. Uh, also, every week we put in the sponsors and the link, the right URL and promo codes. And so people follow up on that a lot. So I just want to say that it's always in the app in the show notes. Uh, some people listen to the show on their laptop, not on their phone. Also there, if you go to any of these places on your laptop, just look for the link that says, episode information, show notes, or just more, and click on that. It's, um, it's always there. Um, and, uh, and then the, if, if this isn't working for you, one simple way to find it, you know, we always post the podcast on our website. So if you go to SatelliteSisters.com and right at the top of the homepage, there's a box that says podcast, click on that. And you see all of the most recent episodes and underneath the recording every single time it says for complete show notes, click here. So what I would say is click there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Good directions. Go 
avoided vice, Liz. But I think people don't know where to look, Julie. So that's I why I'm, I think that's mm -hmm. true. I think that's true. This is yeah. a good talk, Liz. Yeah, yes, good talk. And then, so as long as we're talking about show notes and being in the apps or being online, there's another feature that all of these apps have, which is share. So I'm going to just leave you with that thought. Why not share? Why not, as long as you're in there poking around, click on share, you're going to get a link to the episode. Just send that to your satellite sister. Instead of just continuing to harangue them about this is my favorite show, you should listen. Just send them one. That's right, what you I can message think. it to them. You can yes. post it on your Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, you yeah. can share all many platforms. It's super I mean, easy. It's yeah, a link just, to listen. It's a link to listen. Which is the easiest thing for your friends to get you know, and because uh, then they can just start to listen, which and we And then they love. don't even have to know how to spell satellite. See that? No, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a technical issue we cannot solve, Julie, I'm afraid. <laughs> we, we cannot solve that. Anyway, so that concludes today's Tech Talk. Um, good luck. Uh, if you're on Stitcher, I think it should be fine. And every place else, look for any links you want, including the Faro salad in the show notes. Liz, fantastic. Thank you, Liz. Good work. You, you actually did some research for that. Yes, talk, I did. So. I went to all of the different apps to just see yeah. what it, because unfortunately, they're all slightly different. They're so all that's different. Why, right. That's why we can't say click here or look for these words, but everybody has it. So we're, we know you can do it, people, sisters and misters. We know you can do it. All right. We believe in you. All right. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about the cave syndrome. Do you feel like you're coming out of a cave the last couple of weeks? Sure. You are. Uh, Liz is going to tell us what that is. And then we're going to round table a couple of things. What will change? What will stay the same after the pandemic and everything opens up? But first we want to thank a couple of sponsors. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we... We love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay. You know, we have raved about the Andaria algae body oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria collagen body oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> That's true. 
That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Okay. Well, just to reinforce that a little bit, by the way, those uh, links will be in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo! I'm not going to keep repeating it over and over again, but maybe today I will. Okay. So. Um, Obviously, what everyone is talking about lately is, how's it going? Getting back out there? How do you feel about that? What are you ready for? Uh, How are you doing? How are you doing? (laughs) I haven't really faced too much of this yet because of lefty, right? It's like the busting out of my cocoon on crutches. It's just not that fun to be out and about in the world on crutches. Um, But, uh, but obviously everyone is thinking about what are you ready for? And an article that got widely circulated a few weeks ago, I thought had some interesting observations in it. It was from Scientific American. And the title was Cave Syndrome Keeps the Vaccinated in Social Isolation. And subhead is, after a year away from friends and coworkers, people sometimes struggle to resume their public routines. Mm-hmm. Have you guys experienced any of, the, any of this? It feels a little weird, right? Yes. A hundred percent experiences. So. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's been a little different for me, you know, I think because I, we're, I'm just in a state where that's been more open. So, uh, you know, yeah. I, I haven't, you know, I don't, I never felt like, well, I haven't felt like I was in a cave for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We, well, we've been in a cave, so that's we we've really been in a cave, <laughs> yes, and so yes, yes, it's been harder. Even yeah, okay. So in in the article, it says after a year in isolation, many people who have developed an intimate understanding of what it means to socially isolate are afraid to return to their former lives, despite being fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. There's even a name for this: the clinical-sounding cave syndrome. So this is uh, their quotes here. Jacqueline Golan is a professor, professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at Northwestern. And she says, adjusting to the new normal is going to take time. The pandemic-related changes created a lot of fear and anxiety because of the risk of illness and death, along with repercussions in many areas of life. Even though a person may be vaccinated, they may still find it difficult to let go of that fear because they're overestimating the risk and probability, right? So we took this all on board, like we have a lot to be afraid of, and you can't just say, okay, that's over, or many people have a harder time saying that. Right. Um, There are also quite a few good quotes here from a uh, publication I do not recommend to our listeners. Uh, it's a, this is a study in the journal, Anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> that will not be in the show notes. I that guess. will not be in the show notes. If you're having any issues with the cave syndrome, do not subscribe to the journal, Anxiety. Anyway, Anxiety predicted that an estimated 10% of people in the midst of the pandemic will develop what they're calling COVID stress syndrome. Mm. And I believe uh, that. Yeah. It's been stressful. I think quite, I think, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And now some people, 
like it's legit. It says people are reluctant to resume their pre-COVID lives for different reasons. Some still have an extreme fear of the disease, which it, for some people is legitimate, while others do not want to forfeit what they found to be positive benefits they derived from the forced isolation and solitude. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's what I think is so interesting. Yeah. I think that each of us individually has to figure out like, well, am I not doing this because I'm afraid or is it just, is it better for me to like go to fewer social events or not go to big crowded things? I never liked that anyway. So you, we all have to sort of go through the process of sorting out, am I not doing this because of some unrealistic fear or am I not doing this because I just learned I don't like doing it. And I'm <laughs> right. And, and right. now giving yourself permission to say, yeah. you know, hey, this was a life altering event. I'm going right. to alter my life and I'm not going to go back to some of the pre-COVID um, behaviors or, you know, social interactions. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I have gingerly went, gone out. Uh, I've attended a couple of yoga classes in person. Um, I, you know, I found the online yoga to be super helpful to get me through the last year, but I felt like I wanted to show up for these teachers that have been so supportive. So the classes are different in person. You're wearing a mask still here you know, there's no adjustments or yoga teachers, pretty hands-on um, instructors. And that's, that's not happening, but it is nice to be in a communal space and to be back seeing, you know, friendly faces again. It is nice. I, yeah. I, I just, yes. I, it took me a while to get on board, but I'm like, oh, this is, this is great. Okay. I'm, I'm ready to come back here. But like yeah. the other day I found myself with a free afternoon. I'm like, I could go shopping and like browse, but I'll wait on that. <laughs> I was like, again, I don't really like window shopping anyway, so yeah. eh, forget it. I'll just stay home and read a book, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, last weekend when I mastered the driving yeah. and I thought, hoo hoo, now I can go wherever I want and do whatever I want. I kind of realized, well, it's just not so fun on the crutches. Uh, and so the one big activity I did last week, besides the dog park where I had supervision uh, from an occupational therapist, I was in my car. I was like, okay, I can go anywhere I want. So I went to the drive-through car wash. Because okay. <laughs> good work, Liz. I thought you were going to say Manny Petty, but uh, car wash is good too. I'm working up to Manny Petty, Julie. All but right. but Leon, you used the key phrase friendly faces, and I think that's why I am I am all into like the no masks. I'm not I'm not going to have any trouble giving up my mask. I just don't like I just enjoy seeing people's faces. I enjoy mm -hmm. being able to kind of see their full personality, and, mm -hmm. and by the way, hear what they are saying to me. And yes. uh, so um, so that's one area where I do not. I do not have reservations. I suppose if I was in a super crowded environment, I would put my mask back on, but that's, that's not my experience around here in my life. So I'm good. I'm ready. Good. Good. Well, I did see a quick headline the other day. Woman goes ballistic after airline seat charger fails, forces emergency landing. And I thought, please don't let that be me. Like when it's, <laughs> please don't let me freak out on a plane so much that something like that forces a international flight from Tokyo to Dallas to land because of a level three lockdown and be oh diverted to SeaTac. Oh, really? Like, oh, yeah. No. Yeah, she assaulted the flight attendant and banged on the flight deck door. I was like, oh, gosh, boy, I hope that's not. I have so, so much empathy for flight attendants. You know, they, I know. again, yeah. once again, they've been on the front lines and they yeah. have to be on the front lines enforcing masks and everything else. And just as you said, all these people returning to flying, 
you know, maybe they have their own anxiety, you know, they're just out of shape, out of practice about uh, what, you know, flying on a large commercial jet is all about, right? Yeah. Right. And yeah. they're probably freaking out over the charger, but the charger isn't really the issue. Yes. It's right. just the, yes. the high level of anxiety of being back in the air and in a sealed compartment with so many people, maybe. <laughs> well, Leon, I think if you wear your caftan on the plane, you'll be sure. so relaxed that yes. okay. you, won't have, you won't have any issues like that. But, you know, it is interesting because I was, uh, you know, to, to talk about post-COVID, you know, what, you know are, what things are going to stay the same, what things are going to uh, be different. And so I thought we might roundtable it today, sisters. You know, Ooh. that's where you take a noun and you turn it into a verb, but <laughs> the two topics. Okay. Really, I was talking, uh, the future of fundraising events, you know, when you're asked to go to the luncheon, when you're asked to go to the dinner, um, you know, or whatever. I was talking to a very busy real estate agent the other day who loves the virtual events that have you know popped up all over the place during uh, the past year because she said it enables her to support causes you know that she cares about in the community but she doesn't have to get dressed up and go to a lunch and mm -hmm. stand in the valet parking line you know and do all of that um, for me I feel like the human connection is really important. And uh, while I have enjoyed some virtual events, including the one that you produced, mm -hmm. Leanne, Thank you. Um, uh, I, I really feel like, I, you know, it's, it's better to be together. But let me ask you, Leanne, you did, you did uh, produce a global uh, virtual event, fundraising event. Do you think this is going to be the future of fundraising events? I know many of our satellite sisters support uh, local, uh, state, national causes and, you know, are a big supporter of community events. I think this will be an aspect that sticks around for a while. People are comfortable with certain aspects of the virtual events. So like I, a couple of things I support, they're doing a lot of online auctions. That's certainly much more enjoyable than sitting through a live auction, which is <laughs> torture. Mm -hmm. You know, I think blowing up the model of the fundraising event is a good thing because yeah. there are many ways to do it, many ways for people to engage, but you cannot beat the face-to-face -face call for money, the face-to-face, -face, you know, interaction, the connection that you have with people and the cause and the people you're helping at an event. So I, I don't think it will go all virtual. Also, I think there will be some virtual burnout. You yes. know, I think... There's only so much time you can spend in front of your scene, in front of your screen. But I do think aspects of it will stay. I mean, I think hmm. the online auctions are good. I've done, I participated in some Instagram auctions this year and bought stuff on Instagram that have been really easy to support causes. Uh, you know, maybe we're not all going to be sitting around in very traditional lunches, hearing a speaker and then doing X, Y, and Z. But I hope people use it as an opportunity to rethink fundraising. Yeah. But I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Like, I miss the connection. I yeah. loved producing the International Women of Courage event, but I'm excited to go back to a live event next year. But we learned a lot from yeah. that experience that we'll take with us next year, even though it will be two different events. How about you, Liz? What do you think? You actually participated in a virtual event that uh, was organized for an agent uh, for a group I work with here in Right, Delta. right. So I was just thinking about educational first steps, your organization. So what was great about that event? Well, for me, it was great that I could participate as your interviewer mm -hmm. um, in that without having to fly to Dallas. Like, so that is not something that I would have done back in the day, you know, nor would you have asked 
need to fly to Dallas to do that. But I was thrilled to be able to participate in that and help raise money for your organization because I could do that from the comfort of my own home. So I thought, I thought that was great. So it really does allow people to participate in a lot more things. I mean, look at the thing we did for Sixth and I was, was great for us, but they have all of these speakers and things they're doing now that anyone around the whole country can participate in. And that's great for that organization. It all supports Sixth and I, but you don't need to be in Washington, D.C. or the suburbs to do that. So I think it gives organizations more reach potentially right if they know how to manage that and also if they're good at telling their own story what i like about going to events in person is when you really get a feel for the work the organization does you like meet the kids they are supporting or the women that they're training or you know you get to understand like the actual on the ground work of the organization well some organizations have been great about doing that at these virtual events like creating good videos that also allows you to understand the work of the organization like efs did that julie Mm -hmm. and i thought that was super effective to be able to see these child care centers in action so i feel like there are different people have learned the organizations have learned different ways to tell their story and they're all good they're all good as long as they really try to, you can make that connection uh, even at a virtual event and you can, you can potentially reach a wider audience. Wider audience. And in many cases, your costs are reduced and that's a nonprofit organization. Yeah. 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 Okay. Topic two, waiting rooms, Uh, medical waiting rooms, but let's talk specifically about the vet waiting room. (laughs) Okay. I want to talk about my vet who I love. Okay. But uh, and I have, you know, the 90-pound black lab, Oliver. Um, but right currently, our vet makes us sit in the car, and they come and take Oliver into uh, the vet's office, and they check him out and give him his shots, and then they bring him back to the car, and we talk about if there are any uh, medical or health issues with Oliver. So I, I think that's a pretty good uh, sit- situation, because it pre-COVID, I would have to take Oliver into the waiting room. Now, the waiting room at, the, at my vet has a large dog food display, okay? I have a lab. They, do, they don't understand displays, okay? There's nothing they love more than dog food, okay? So that is always treacherous, having them in there. And then, of course, Oliver wants to say hi to every cat, every dog that comes through the door. I mean, it's just, it's, it's you know, hard to control him. So what do you think, uh, Liz, okay, uh, with Hooper? Are you happy... If you never had to go into a dog a vet's a waiting room mm-hmm. in, in the future, or yeah, that's a good question, Julie, because I enjoy the waiting rooms. <laughs> I I love to see the the pets coming and going, and that you know the especially when people are picking up their pets. You know, they've been treated for something and the pets come scrambling out from behind the door and they're so excited. There's a lot of joy in a pet waiting room. And so I would uh, I would miss all the joy if I was sitting out in my car. So I'm into the waiting room. I, you know, I do have to hang on to Hooper, but me personally, I find it emotionally very uplifting. <laughs> okay. Leanne, how about you and that big German shepherd? Oh my, it's the most stressful experience. Yeah. I, re- I, I am reluctant to take her to the vet. My last two dogs have really had a lot of anxiety with the vet. It does not help. Literally you walk in and the vet has a whole display of cats you can adopt right by the front door. <laughs> okay. See, 
See, that's it, not good. Cats it's and dogs. not good. Yeah. So I have liked the COVID protocol. We just sit in the car, we call them. Then I can, I usually just walk around the block anyway, but she is shaking. She's anxious. She's, she's whining and moaning. She's disturbing everybody else. It's very stressful when you have a dog that has that anxiety. So yeah, I, I, if we, if we could just bypass the waiting room altogether, I would love it. I like that your vet comes to the car. That's excellent. Yes. Yeah. That's excellent. Well, the yeah. vet tech, not the actual vet. Oh, yes. okay. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> but, but they come to the car and they're, they're very nice about that. Yeah. I hope that- oh, Maybe the drive through vet is the big idea here. Like, think, just think right. about that, people. drive through okay. vet. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay, just a couple of shots and some ear infection. Every time I take her, it's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> ear infection shots. Could you, could you get a dog wash too when you go do the drive-through? That yeah. See, I I think drive-through everything really should be the future. People should okay. just be working on how to apply the drive-through concept to anything people have to leave their house to go do. That's okay. I'm going to say it because we're going to hear about it. It's not great for the environment, always the drive through So oh. something to remember. A lot okay. of idling cars. So that's why cities have, have oh, limits okay. on drive throughs because oh. of- yeah. All right. Well, let's see what happens to vet offices. You know, I, you know, I would like the same for medical offices too. Like I would, I don't, I don't have to wait in any more waiting rooms. That would be great for me. So oh. we'll see. We can round table that some other time. Okay. <laughs> Julie, exciting new concept. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Stay with us. We have a a couple of more things coming up, entertaining sisters and a few other items. But first, we want to thank a couple of sponsors here at Satellite Sisters. Liz, you know, we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. (laughs) Because because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would you like to share? Would you like to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like- going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. All right, sisters, we're back. I just want to remind people we had quite a rush of signups last week for the two Sweeney Sisters book clubs that I'm doing in June. 
fantastic. Oh, I love good. it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much over on Crowdcast, June 3rd and June 16th. I'm doing um, free, fun, informal book clubs for the Sweeney sisters. These are events for people who have already read the book, right? Because we're going to dish. You can ask me anything. We're going to talk about sisters and secrets and, you know, how I write the book and how I came up with the story. And almost every time um, we do a book club, I could say probably 99% of the time, someone reveals to me in the book club that they also had a secret sister that uh, showed up thanks to a DNA test. It never fails. So those make for great conversation. So June 3rd or June 16th, uh, one is at 7 p.m. Eastern, one is at 7 p.m. Pacific. So please check out the time zones. Um, But Liz will have the event link in the show notes. It's also over at (laughs) leandolan.com. It's in our news letter every week, pep talk. Uh, I'll spread it around on social media, but would love to see you there. Thanks to everyone who signed up for your whole book club. Be great. Okay. That does sound fun. All right, sisters, before we get into entertaining sisters, our entertainment recommendations, I just want to mention, because we've all been thinking a lot about vacationing and what we want to do like next year when we're out and about in the world a little bit more. And so I mentioned the perfect piece of marketing that I received in the mail last week. And it was a mailer from the travel company that Julie you and I used this when we went hiking in Patagonia. Yes. The company is called Backroads, right? Right. And Backroads specializes in all kinds of very active adventures. You know, in their, in their catalogs, they break them up, the trips into biking, which I would never do, walking and hiking, which is what we did when we were in Patagonia, and multi-adventure, which is hiking, biking, kayaking, and everything. But in this latest brochure... Uh, for 2022, they have a new category that has Liz Dolan all over it. Really? The, new ca- the new category is just called Dolce Tempo. In other words, they call it easygoing by design. Uh-huh. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling some Dolce Tempo about 2022. You know, I've got some recovering to do in 2021, but even next year. Do I really want to climb a mountain again? No. No, I do not. So but you have those hiking boots, Liz. Yeah, what's I don't happen to no, them? no, I don't know what's gonna happen to them, Julie, but in twenty twenty two I'm guessing nothing is gonna happen to them. Uh, no, I'm going Dolce Tempo in twenty twenty two. I'm claiming this right now as my motto for the year. It says perfect for first timers. Okay, I'm not a first timer, but whatever. Easier than our other trips, but still wonderfully active. Uh, I feel like that's that's me. I just want it to be easier and active, but not, you know, the killer adventure we went on last time, which was hard. So Dolce Tempo, sisters (laughs) and misters, there you go. The truth comes out. I know, she's never admitted that. (laughs) But now that she has her own brand, Dolce Tempo. (laughs) Dolce Tempo. She's turning on us. You know, it's a a relaxed pace, Julie, but it's a bit up-tempo. So I think it's nice. I think it's good. Yes. Okay, okay, I am on the website. These look excellent. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, these look great. Yeah, sure. Walking to Ireland, uh, the you know. Oh, you know what looks parks. great? Sardinia and Sicily. That looks mm-hmm. nice. That, oh. I, that I feel like I could by, by 2022. I might be able to manage walking around Sardinia. Okay, but whatever. <laughs> but at a but at a Dolce tempo. Uh, <laughs> sounds good. 
<laughs> okay, Liz, fantastic. I like it. That that's great. All right. It's just or, a spirit. It's just a spirit, sisters, that we yeah. can all adopt, whether yeah. it's you know, vacationing or anything else. I think as we emerge from our caves, yes, a, a little bit cave. of Dolce Tempo goes a long way. Okay. Good <laughs> advice, Liz. All right. This week on Entertaining Sisters, uh, Julian Liz, it's Gene Smart Week. I mean, oh. I have been having my own personal Gene Smart Film Festival here and really enjoying it. Now, you know Gene because she was one of the original designing women. And Liz, I love that do you show. remember in the 80s when you, Monica, and I all lived together in a house in Portland and we used to watch Designing Women all together? <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that show. That's was, a great show. It's a great, great show. show. <laughs> so, so Jean is having a moment and she's in two new television shows, both over there at HBO. Uh, and they are both unbelievable. Now I found out about the first one. Okay. Our sister Sheila showed up last week. She texted me. Can I come do some loads of laundry at your house? There is a quarter shortage in America <laughs> and I can't find quarters to do my laundry. So, okay, that's, I mean, okay. Okay. can someone verify whether there's a quarter <laughs> shortage? Haven't you seen that though? At, I have seen that. At people, you know, at different stores and stuff saying, you know, please exact change or we don't have a lot of change. There's a coin shortage. So Sheila's saying like, she's been cut off. She can't get rolls and quarters. The banks now, the grocery store, she okay. said, can't find them. So of course I said, sure, come on over. And, you know, it takes a while to do a couple loads of laundry. So she was hanging out most of the morning and we had a lot of time to talk about TV, which we love. And she said, have you seen Hacks? It's great. It's a, an HBO Max original. So it's not on regular HBO. It's on HBO Max. It's an original there. Gene Smart plays like a Joan Rivers type comedian in Las Vegas who is oh. sort of losing her edge and, and needs fresh material. So she hires this comedian from Los Angeles who's essentially been canceled for one bad tweet. So the two of them make this comedy odd couple, different generations. One's a young woman. Jean is, uh, you know, she plays this Deborah Vance and, you know, she's tough as nails and she's made it to the top and she's clawing her way to stay there. She has a whole QVC empire where she sells caftans, among other things on QVC. <laughs> but it's so great. And Jean Smart is so great. And the character is so developed. And the interplay between the women is wonderful. And my usual issue with shows about comedians is that when they show the stand-up, it's never that funny. I'll just say. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I'm not going to call out any shows by name. But this, the way they do the stand-up, you, you realize what they're going for there. This is not the case in this one. Like, there are funny jokes, but the comedy is is out of a, you know, a, a real place. And I love the way they shoot the stand-up and stuff like that. The whole Vegas scene, it's great. So I want to oh, recommend that's Hacks. That's a good recommendation. I yes. Yeah. That. So I want to recommend Hacks. And then she's also in Mayor of East. Town on HBO, which stars Kate Winslet and is having its uh, finale this weekend, this upcoming weekend. So if you haven't gotten on board, you have time to watch all six episodes before the finale, or maybe seven episodes, because that's what we did this weekend. We just, we haven't binged in a while, but Saturday night and Sunday night, we sat down and we watched those episodes. It's compulsively watchable. Oh. Kate Winslet is fantastic. She plays like a down and out police detective uh, in Delaware County with this great accent. Jean Smart is her mother in mm. the show. So the whole 
the casting is great. That's not something I usually say because it's such a, you know, a ridiculous remark. Well, the casting's <laughs> wonderful, but in this case, this is really an ensemble cast, mainly of, of actors. You sort of know their faces, but you don't know their names, so they just you know blend right into the into their roles. And then Kate Winslet and Jean Smart, so both great. Mayor of East Town, you can catch up for now and then you'll be ready to go Sunday night when uh when we find out who done it and uh and hacks on HBO Max. Two good Gene Smart okay. shows. All right. Julie, when Leon Dolan says compulsively watchable. I know. Yeah. I mean no, that's in quotes. I can see that. <laughs> yes. I wrote it down in quotes. Yeah. We stayed up till ten o'clock, two <laughs> nights in a row. So <laughs> Okay. Say no more. Right? Say no more. Yes. Did not fall asleep like I do on every British drama or any CBS procedural. I have no idea what happens at the end of most of those shows, but stayed awake fully for okay. all the episodes. Yeah, we didn't roundtable that discussion, but that's another thing about what's going to stay the same after COVID. The feeling free to go to bed at 9 p.m. is one of the things that's probably going to stay. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> There's no need to stay up unless you're watching something that's compulsively watchable. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. I have a little preview I wanted to give people. It was in the news over the weekend. Uh, this year's Kennedy Center Honors show. The Kennedy Center Honors took place this last weekend, but it actually airs on CBS June 6th. And these are always just fantastic shows, right? Do you guys watch it every year? Yes, so yeah, great. very wonderful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But normally they happen right before Christmas time. It happens in December and, you know, there's a whole bunch of activities and they're all over Washington, D.C. and it's in the White House and the State Department and the Kennedy Center. Well, this year's class, it got pushed back from December until this past weekend. But they did, now that people are can emerge a little bit, they did manage to pull it off. And so this year's class of Kennedy Center Honors recipients are Debbie Allen, I mean, could not love her more. Yeah. Uh, Joan Baez. Okay. Uh, Garth Brooks. Uh huh. Midori, and Dick Van Dyke. So I mean that is a blockbuster lineup, and we happen to have a little bit of behind the scenes of what went on this weekend, because as people who are who watch the compulsively watchable Cooking with Liz. <laughs> <laughs> It is compulsively watchable, and you may know that there was an episode of Cooking with Liz this summer, the margarita episode, where I was visiting my friends Chris and Chris at their little ranchita in Central Oregon. And so Chris, the boy, made the margaritas, and uh, Chris, the girl, helped me with, uh, I think I did the barbecued corn. Anyway, so, but Chris and Chris, Chris, the boy, uh, is Chris Van Dyke, and his dad is Dick Van Dyke. So they went this weekend. So they, when, when Dick originally, it was announced that Dick was getting the honor, you know, it was sort of, the family was a little bit sad because it didn't, it didn't seem like anyone was going to be able to attend. Dick himself is 95. Um, in January, thinking about it, it didn't seem like everyone getting on a plane and going to Washington, D.C. Uh, was the right idea. But things opened up, so they went, and uh, they were posting on the Facebook accounts all weekend, and I was getting some little texts. So I just thought I'd give you a couple of the, the things that they thought were the most fun. First of all, 
let's call her Christine instead of Chris the girl. Uh, Christine got some adorable pictures with Garth Brooks, including Garth Brooks allowing her to wear his big medallion. You know, they get oh, that kind really? of rainbow. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Because she said to him, like, well, how heavy is that? He said, well, you can see. And he took his hat off and then took his medallion off and put it on her. So that's adorable, right? Garth Brooks yes. lets you try on your award. Ooh, um, ooh. I mean, that is a thrill right there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Chris Van Dyke got, he got his picture taken with Dr. Fauci. He was there as a guest. And here's the best part, though. Dr. Fauci came as Joan Baez's date. Right, that's Joan Baez. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's still doing it. Everything she does makes a statement. So, um, so yeah, Joan Baez brought Dr. Fauci as her date. So that was very fun for them to meet. Um, you know how each year someone does the like major toast to the award winner. Right, so, it's always emotional. I love seeing yes. that interplay between yes. the introducer and the honoree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in Dick Van Dyke's case, the introducer was the unbelievably compulsively watchable <laughs> Cheetah Rivera. Oh, oh come on. Yes. Who was his co-star. The first thing he ever made a big in was Bye Bye Birdie. And uh, so that's oh, where they met. Of course. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. Oh, that, oh, I can't wait to see that. So they've been friends ever since. And so Cheetah Rivera did the intro of Dick Van Dyke. So can't wait to watch that. Now, behind the scenes, they told me there are a lot more videos that people did, some super good ones. I'm not going to spill the beans on who did some of those, but those are going to be good. And then, uh, and then one last thing, when I, when I asked Chris, like, what was his favorite moment? He said it was hearing from his dad. They did get to meet the president. Uh, and it was hearing from his dad that 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 the the president like bowed down to salute Dick Van Dyke when he walked into the Oval Office. That is just so cute. Anyway, so um, that as I said, Kennedy Center Honors coming to CBS on June sixth. The show is always uh, is always super fun. So uh, you want to put that on your calendar. Liz, I love all these behind the scene uh, tales. Maybe mm -hmm. there's some more. Okay, mm -hmm. we'll have to discuss. Hey, one more recommendation that I have. And Liz, I was thinking of you because you always talk about tiny ideas and big ideas, right? And, you, <laughs> and you, you urge us to just focus on big ideas and let the tiny yeah. ideas. Yeah, right? you always have. Big ideas like drive through vets. I think that's a big idea. <laughs> okay. That's today's big idea, Joel. Well, I want to recommend a show on HGTV called Hometown Takeover. And I think this is a big idea. I mean, the show um, has, um, if you know the, um, the HGTV um, stars from Hometown, this is Ben and Aaron, and they renovate um, their hometown of Laurel, Mississippi. Well, they had this big contest uh, to renovate a whole nother town and small towns all over the country applied. They were, um, HGTV was overwhelmed with, you know, um, with uh, applications from all these small towns that wanted to be revitalized. And they picked Wetumpka, Alabama. And so now Ben and Aaron and other HGTV stars are over in Wetumpka, Alabama, and they're trying to revitalize this small town. And that's the big idea. It's not really about subway tile or paint choices so much, but they are going through this small town. It's a small community 
and they're trying to, you know, revitalize it. Like they're, you know, repainting the cafe or they're putting up murals or they're helping um, one of the police officers who has an after school program for at risk students, you know, and it's just so moving. And when you think about all the small towns all over the country, you know, and many who are having hard times uh, before, you know, before COVID, certainly COVID hasn't helped. And yet they are communities and they're communities that want to thrive. Um, I just, I can't recommend it enough. It's very inspiring. It's very thought provoking. And, you know, I hope it works, you know, that I, because yeah. small towns are so great. That's, um, that's, what I say. So it's on okay. HGTV. Um, this series, The Hometown Takeover, um, is on Sunday nights. All right. I will check that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because something like that is hard to pull off without being like, remember, didn't Jamie Oliver do some kind of I'm going to come save your town food thing? And it ended up being super like condescending and terrible. Yeah. This, <laughs> you, <know? laughs> this you can see that some of the other HGTV stars are just overwhelmed trying to just emotionally trying to you know can you know to help this town that it makes yeah, so much yeah. sense to them like this is a really good thing to do yeah okay thanks jill all right good recommendations okay. again those are always notes and we also follow up with those in pep talk so if you haven't subscribed to pep talk you can do that that's our weekly newsletter over at satellitesisters.com a um, couple of announcements we are off next week it's memorial day we're going to be um, barbecuing up things from butcher box and wearing <laughs> caftans oh and yeah bras and who knows what else we'll be doing on memorial day um, but in june we have a lot of fun guests coming so we're looking forward to that for our father's day show writer stephen rowley will be with us. His new book, The Gunkle, is out, and we're going to be talking to him for our Father's Day show. We are going to be rolling out our beach bag books in June, our complete list, and then we'll be discussing the list at our last show in June. And we're welcoming Christina Klein Baker to Satellite Sisters. You know, she wrote Orphan Train, a book oh, that right? every book yeah. club in America read. Yep. Her yeah. latest book is The Exiles. It's historical fiction about Australia. Uh, it's out in paperback now. So that will be our featured book for our summer beach bag book series. And we're looking forward to talking to Christina. Then also in June, we're going to have a summer cooking spectacular with Claire Tanzi. She's coming back. Dinner Uncomplicated. Summer Uncomplicated. We're doing Summer Uncomplicated with Claire. Yeah, that's so, a good idea. Yeah. yeah. That makes so sense. We're going to do a whole food show. So that's all happening in June. But June 1, we will not be doing a show because we'll be in our caftans. Uh, really enjoying ourselves. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, back to a little bit of tap tech talk here kind of we've been encouraging you to rate and review our show so this week we want to say a thank you to sadie's friend is the name of the person who posted the message it was titled the review uh this is an apple podcast was called saving grace and she wrote in the midst of the pandemic when things were blurred and uncertain i discovered this lively podcast recommended by a dear and wise friend I couldn't be more grateful as their funny, intelligent, and engaging conversations brought a lot of sunshine my way. Listening to their laughter, entertaining recommendations, and commentaries has made a big difference for my outlook. Many thanks, Satellite Sisters. That is so sweet. So many thanks to Sadie's friend for posting that. Also, we'd like to thank Sadie for recommending yeah. to thank you. Sa Sadie is a role model. The more you recommend us to your friends, uh, the bigger our community uh, gets. And that's what we would really love. So thank you for uh, that five-star rating and that lovely review. 
All right. We would like to thank Sergio Enriquez for engineering our show. Thank you, Sergio. Maybe we'll see you. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, Sergio. Or just stay in our caves. Should we just, we're staying in our caves here in Los Angeles. It's better audio in okay. the cave than, yeah. Okay. Uh, we would also like to thank our graphic designer, Emily Loudermilk. If you want to see the fun things that she designs, head on over to Instagram and follow us at Sat Sisters. A big thanks to Third Love for supporting the show, ButcherBox, Ritual, and ZipRecruiter. And thanks to you for supporting our sponsors. It really, really does make a difference. So thank you to the sponsors and thank you to the Satellite Sisters and Misters who use those codes and click on those links. We appreciate it. Uh, all right, our to-do list for the week. I am a blurb machine. Uh, I've I blurbed one book last week. One of the one of the pleasures of being a writer is that you get to read other writers' work early and to give them a blurb, say something nice and positive about their book. I read an amazing book last week, a novella called Love and Saffron that will come out next year. Mm. I was a sobbing mess at the end of the book. Aww. That does not happen much to me. It's a beautiful book about friendship. So this week, I am blurbing another book, Three Wise Women by Gina Sorrell. Uh, so I'm looking forward to reading that. So I'm a blurb machine. So one more book to blurb this week. How about you, Liz? Mm. Well, I had all kinds of other plans, but somebody said this earlier in the show, and now I can't get it out of my head that I need a pedicure. <laughs> okay. okay, Liz. I think I'm just going to have to go for that. I think yeah. I can. I think I can manage that now. So uh, you'd enjoy yeah. it, I think. You, yeah, it's going to feel so good, Liz. Do it. I mean, yeah. my feet. It's not been a good year to be either one of my two feet. So um, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to go with that. It's just a pedicure week for me. Okay, that's good. Well, on my big week off, I am going to be looking for a dance class. Not, not a performance dance class like what you do, Leanne. I want a class where I can be in the back of the room, like sure. a Zumba class. But uh -huh. that's my new thing. I'm layering in a little dance. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. wow. That's what I'm trying to do. So. Whip the okay. pony. Whip it, yeah. Joel. <laughs> Whip it good. Whip that pony. Okay. Okay. We're the Satellite Sisters. Hey, Liz, Julie, have a great week. You, you too, Leanne. Leanne. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters.